You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Your ramblings, everybody. Jeremy don't appreciate me. Like it's it's like he loves me, but he hates me at the same time. <laughs> you say you need podcasts, like <laughs> you need me. Ain't well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. They do come to see the temptations when they when they tune in to us because um our David Ruffin minus to be an abusive piece of shit, but you know Curtis was the star. Yeah. Curtis was the star. Tay brought up a memory from when Curtis had came and uh, fuck with me and Tay back in, I want to say 2015-ish. Um, and it just made me think of just how fucking hilarious he was. His his timing, his thought process, his comedic genius. I just still wish Curtis was here. He would have, things would have been going phenomenal for Curtis if he were still here I could feel it he was he was getting traction with gay side stories and he was hitting his stride in his professional life and he had ventured out and made new life up in Seattle um so we miss you friend and guess what today is as we're recording this this is the fifth anniversary of Ratchet Ramblings Hey. Yes, yeah, our fifth birthday. If you didn't right. know it, it was actually yesterday. Yesterday, but we're recording it today. But yeah, Ratchet Ramblings is five. Jeremy and I started recording Ratchet Ramblings um, in 2016 or 17. It's our fourth birthday. Sorry, in 2017, right after I had London, because I was here in Denver. And as yes. y'all know, uh, I used to come on Crown and Collards, and Jeremy and I would do a Ratchet recap of love and hip hop and we ventured out so shout out to crown and collards uh our most senior show on the network jeremy and bianca have been doing the work putting in the work for years and so ratchet ramblings is a spinoff from crown and collards ratchet recap and so ratchet ramblings is four years old and it's been a hell of a journey we have had some incredible comedic moments on this show um both before yes. Curtis became our third, especially when he was our third co-host. And even now, you know, that he's up watching over us, he still put our hand on our shoulder and say, light that shit up, light it the fuck up. And that's what we do whenever the time calls for it. So happy birthday. It's been a pleasure to do this with you, Jeremy. Always consistent, always ready to, to act a goddamn fool whenever needed. And what better, what better of a day to get into it? Because these shows was fucking ridiculous. Yes, y'all well, know who first, we are. We don't need, we don't need. First no of all, happy birthday to us. Uh, and I agree with everything you said. We miss, we love and miss Curtis dearly. Not only in professionally doing the show, but like that was our nigga. That was our friend. Uh, but also, friend. I am very proud of what we have done uh, both before Curtis came on and afterwards. Uh, I, I I couldn't host this show with uh with anybody else. So I'm proud yeah, of us. Absolutely. I'm happy for us and our friendship and our professional relationship. And most importantly, uh, I just get the, the ass with my friend talking about these stupid motherfuckers. 
So absolutely. My AK for the day is this bitch made my knees sweat. Um <laughs> I got the story behind it since we're here. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, please follow me on Twitter, not so newlywed PC. Please follow Jeremy on Twitter, Blyke underscore Dante. Our, we got same names on Instagram. Go follow Flawless Noises to get updates on some of our other great shows. But since I, when I got pregnant, um, we were knee deep in the pandemic, just sitting around in the house, not being able to do shit. I gained some weight. When I found out I was pregnant, um, I was like, I'm going to take really good care of myself because pregnancy is already a crapshoot. It already takes a toll on your body. Mm. So I actually lost weight while I was pregnant. I didn't gain any weight while I was pregnant. Any any weight I picked up from the baby and the fluid, I end up losing it in body fat. So I said, after I had a baby, I might as well keep the momentum going. So I've been back in the gym um, and I've been trying these different fitness classes. Yesterday, I got my ass up say oh i'm gonna take my ass to this step aerobics class you know with the boys stepping up and down left right hit your shit four corners this lady didn't work me so goddamn hard then she was like let's do some push-ups boy i went to do them push-ups my goddamn knees knocked together like two cups out my knees were sweating <laughs> <laughs> my knees were so goddamn sweaty i couldn't even do the push-ups shit i had to do my push-ups against the wall the bitch had my knees sweating <laughs> I say, oh, Lord Jesus, but bitch, I'll be back. I like that. I like that energy. Um, the only One of the good things about being vaccinated is just having a chance to get back to doing certain stuff like that. I don't really too much care about being able to go out and kick it, but a lot of us suffered not being able to have our outlets you know what I'm saying? Not being able to go to the gym. I know Jeremy was heavy in the gym pre, pre you know, pre-pandemic, which was encouraged me, which pushed me to get my ass up and get in the gym. And we lost that. We lost a lot of that. So at least being vaccinated, I can't go to the gym. I do mask up in the gym, do not care. Um, but being able to go back and get back on my workout shit and and lose some weight and stay healthy. Um, but the, the the bitch had my knees sweating. And um, <laughs> I appreciate it for that. <laughs> Two knees, one cup. <laughs> Two knees, one motherfucking cup. Them motherfuckers knocked together. They said, shloop. I say, oh, Lord Jesus, I'm not going to be able to do these push-ups, Miss Mamas. <laughs> as, as Two knees, one band. <laughs> Two knees, one cardio, man. I just, it was, it was, oh, it was a lot. <laughs> but I'm proud my, of my, 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 my co-host is with me, Jeremy, aka. Uh, if you went to that Kanye listening party, good, good to hell up. Don't ask me to go nowhere with you. Yeah. <laughs> you niggas, you niggas went to see Kanye West in 2021. You All niggas right. went to a Kanye West uh, listening party. Where he letting Justin, is it LA boy, love boy? I don't know what that nigga name is. I don't know who the fuck that motherfucker is. I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't know where the fuck he came from. And every time I see something about him, people say he he famous for stealing tweets. Uh, mm. (laughs) Who almost had shave? (laughs) (laughs) He got that in common with a lot of people. (laughs) People, he certainly does. Um... (laughs) 
But we're going to get into some bullshit. All four of the shows been good. Married to Medicine is about to drop off. This was the last part of the reunion. And I just got to be honest, Andy, you be trying to force three-part reunions when you don't need to. We could wrap this shit up at two. We could wrap this shit up in two parts because then it felt like an episode full of filler. Yeah. So we we going to jump into it. Um, Jeremy didn't get to watch it. I watched it, but I, I only have a few comments. Um, y'all have been content to let this motherfucker Scott sit here and play in our face. Um, he is absolutely cheating on Contessa. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I don't give a fuck if nobody came for it yet. But a motherfucker with good common sense, with good decency about them, is not sitting up trying to make their wife believe they are keeping in contact with a woman that she has absolutely no idea about for free of charge and calling it a life coach and talking about it's been going on almost a whole year. Y'all are playing in our motherfucking face. Okay. Scott, at your big fucking age of 40 plus years old with three fucking kids and a career, a mama, a daddy, a goat, a skip scap and a scallywag, you are too fucking old to be this stupid. <laughs> Leave us alone, please. Yeah. Okay. Leave us the fuck alone. Contessa, you are a beautiful woman, but I need you to grow. I need you to, um, what's, what's the way I could say this, friend? that I don't want to be problematic. Don't let that nigga play in your face. Don't let him play in your face. I wanted to say grow uh, grow some confidence. That's what I say in place of that old saying that I don't want to use. Grow, get you some confidence, get yourself, continue in therapy because you have allowed this nigga to play in your face for multiple years now. And you're too fine for that. You're too smart for that. You're too accomplished for that. You too good of a woman for that. You are a great mother. You just too good of an all-around person from what we see for that. Get you some confidence about yourself. Stop giving this motherfucker deadlines. You know he ain't gonna meet. She on the show talking about he got till her next birthday for them to make some changes. Why does he need that much time when y'all y'all been having the same problems for years? I say he, he, has shown, immediate... he has shown you time and time again that Scott don't want to be married to you no more. He don't like you. He resent you. He has mistreated you. He is not deserving of the grace of that you are giving him. And he jealous of you. Also that. He jealous of you. Fuck that nigga, Contessa. Not literally, but fuck that nigga. He jealous of you. And, and speaking and of which, why are we here? Let me say this real quick. Because like uh, Candace said, I, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch uh, most, if if not all of the reunion, because uh, that was my AKA. Comcast, get y'all goddamn app together. Up here playing in my goddamn face. I can't watch my shows. Nigga, this is this is work. But anyway, <laughs> um, what I was going to say, touching on uh, your point about Andy, Andy, Make these shits two parts, because honestly, we do not need the, the fucking side of the husbands on this goddamn show. We really don't. We really fucking don't. We really, we don't need to see the husbands by themselves. At all. I think as a whole on the show, the husbands are treated as accessories. Most of the times when we see the husbands, they're with their wives. That's how the reunion should be carried. Bring the husbands out while the wives are on the stage and send their asses back. I'm going to tell you something that really annoyed me. I got a bone to pick with quad too. But Curtis sitting up here talking about why can't the men respond to the women if they want equal rights when they talking shit about us, we should be able to talk shit about them. Most of the time when the women are talking about the men, y'all are being pieces of shit. 
Let me and say that. Especially let me be Curtis. Very clear. Like, nigga, uh, mm, go ahead, Candace. Go ahead. Most of the things said about the husbands on this show, y'all are being, when y'all are called out, is y'all are called out for piss poor behavior, actions, attitudes, and everything else. The women do not just sit up and bash y'all. And I know that the women don't just sit up and bash y'all because most of this women on the show are so knee deep embedded in patriarchy and feeling like they have to have a man that they don't bash y'all the way that they really should. Hello. Because a lot like, of y'all should be bashed nigga. a lot worse. Nigga, Hell, nigga. we just saw motherfuckers taking up for Scott, and Scott is doing so much wrong to Contessa. I'm y'all try to put on Contessa like she don't, she don't speak up. He don't know what she really wants. So no, y'all not, y'all not getting bashed. And I'll take it a step further. Since we here, and since we, since Curtis want to run, you niggas, yourself included, Curtis, you niggas sat there quiet as a whole in church. And granted, you know, we do have some issues with this particular person. But y'all niggas sat up there quiet as a goddamn hoe in church when, when good fucking Greg was whole ass abusing quiet. Shut the fuck up. Talking about why Please. don't y'all deserve was, bashing, goddammit. If that's bashing, you niggas mad. sat there. It was mad that quiet was able to stay on the show and not Greg. Is uh, she's not married to medicine no more. She shouldn't be here. He the one that's a doctor. And that man was whole abusive, and y'all sat there and said not a goddamn thing. Still wanted to be friends with nigga. Probably is still friends with him. We just don't see it on the show. Shut oh, the yeah, whole fuck up. Show hang out with him off the cameras. Exactly. So no, y'all don't, don't get wanna... to speak, Curtis. Shut the whole fuck up. Continue, friend. But I do want to put my foot in Quad's ass because let me tell you, I do find it to be very problematic that when you don't like something one of the husbands says you jump to making comments about how they need to put on skirts and panties and this that and the third it's mm. problematic and a lot of and shit like that is laced in homo homophobia yeah. and we know it is historically we know comments like that are derived from homophobic thought process Stop that. If you don't like something Eugene says, just say, hey, mind your business. But all that, put them, if you're going to be in women's business, put on the skirt, do this, do that, do this. You don't have to do all of that to make a point. And honestly, I, really honestly I, I found Eugene's response hilarious. He said, if you're going to put me in a skirt, just make it, make it fashion. Make it, make, it expensive, make it an expensive one. He handled quite very well. The thing is, my only issue, well, I don't have an issue with Eugene because I know he's, I don't ever expect the spouses to reprimand their spouses in front of the other people. You know what I'm saying? It's just not going to happen. In the perfect world, you're not going to see somebody, we see this on, we we see this with that one couple with the wife with the pie face and the husband with the fucked up hairline. Mm. We're never going to see a spouse get mm in front of cameras, get on social media and reprimand their partner for something they do. But we have seen in the past that Eugene does not have a problem for calling Toya out when she's doing too much. So that's one thing I will give him. But yeah. if he speak up on some shit going on with his wife, he's allowed to speak up on that. And he don't say nothing disrespectful to Quad. He don't come at Quad about anything. But if, if his wife bring him the information, he's going to talk to her about it. Or else she gonna cuss him the fuck out. Imagine you trying to talk to your husband about something. He'd be like, I ain't trying to be in that catty bitch shit. You don't talk to me about it. Huh? I will say, I mean, granted the bar is in hell, but Eugene is one of the better husbands on that show. Uh, in, Eugene in and Dr. Damon. 
And yeah. Anila's husband. I like Anila's husband, which I'm glad we you segue me here, friend. You be doing the Lord's work even when you don't know it. Contessa, who the fuck you think scared of Scott? <laughs> what the fuck do you think is afraid of Scott Metcalf? That nigga named Metcalf. You don't even know how to make a lie believable. Hey, yo, when Anila's husband said, bro, this don't make no about, fucking sense. Talking about, I don't want you to have to deal with the wrath of Scott. Bitch, you the only one dealing with the wrath of Scott. Nobody else give a fuck what Scott got going on. Scott don't scare nobody. And, and Anila's husband told the truth. He said, first of all, I can handle my own. He basically said Scott ain't gonna do a motherfucking thing. And ain't. And ain't. And two, he told the truth like we all been thinking. None of this shit makes sense. All this shit is confusing. All this mm-hmm. shit is immature. All of it is sophomoric. All of it has no purpose. What, what the fuck is going on? I know mm-hmm. he. I know we talk about problematic people. Chris Brown, one of my problematic people that I still listen to, but when he get dragged, I shut the fuck up because I know he problematic. But that one video when he be like, "What the fuck is going on around here?" Can somebody tell me? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that shit is motherfucker. Funny. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that video is funny. <laughs> That's how Anila's husband was. What the fuck is somebody tell me? I'm confused and a motherfucker. We are yeah. all very much so confused about all of this. Mhm. And see, that's uh, okay. in my opinion. Like I now, nah, granted, you know, I'm I'm a preface this by saying if they coming back, you know, he can he can definitely sour this. But his initial showing, I like Anila's husband. He don't be in the bullshit. Anila's husband more than I like Anila. Right. <laughs> like he don't be in the bullshit. He be like. He, he can hold his own, as he clearly said, and he calls a spade a spade. Like, this shit don't make no sense, and this is wrong. Absolutely. But, girl, ain't nobody Absolutely. scared of Scott Contessa. Hey, <laughs> the goddamn person scared of, scared of Scott. Nobody. Not a soul. Uh, overall, I enjoyed the season. Um, I enjoyed seeing the discourse between the ladies um it was enough it was enough without being too much and it seemed like the mess was real yeah. you know because we we're at the point on real housewives of atlanta where the mess is fabricated extremely fabricated it's fabricated it, it doesn't exist outside the cameras we saw a lot of this stuff happening in real time the live when toya called uh quads um townhome a bullshit ass apartment we've seen dr heavenly talk shit about uh cecil we've seen cecil respond we've seen you know the the disconnect we still see it going on with the buffy uh dr simone dr jackie situation and buffy still which which speaking of we're speaking of because um one of our followers uh well, actually, several, a couple of our followers, actually, that fuck with the show heavy, they hooked us to some damn information. And if true, um, Simone and Jackie, but most importantly, Simone, girl, you up here risking goddamn HIPAA violations, allegedly, to, to try to keep a friendship with Jackie, well, a, a, a quote-unquote friendship at that, girl, 
ma'am, Miss Mamas, you are too goddamn old. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, but I, married to medicine, uh, honestly, for quite some time now, has been the superior um Atlanta reality TV show. Uh, yeah, I can agree to that. I like the, the mess is the mess be real the the shade be real the 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 theatrics be real like it's just it's I mean granted again it is a reality show but it it damn sure feel more authentic than whatever the hell Real Housewives of Atlanta been doing. Yeah, absolutely. We've we've been seeing this drama pop off in real time. So we know that it's not fabricated just for the cameras. Because with this previous season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, we saw some fabricated bullshit mess. And the only time it was talked about was when the show was airing. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. And it's been said that the ladies only ever see each other during filming. That makes sense, to be honest. Um, obviously the ladies on this show see each other outside of filming, which is why Quad and uh, Heavenly called out Dr. Jackie and Simone for acting like they were still cool because they was like, y'all don't see each other outside of filming. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I will say that I was okay with this season, especially um, I've been giving grace to some of these shows because they're shaking back after, you know, the pandemic is not over so when forgive me when i say after the pandemic but recording after the bulk the initial aspect of the pandemic shut everything down so i'm giving them grace yeah i'm giving them grace as they as they're navigating filming through the pandemic now so i think they did a good job i think the drama was there i enjoyed it um i hope anila comes back uh and her husband and uh, we'll see what happens going forward. I hope, I want them, I like quiet, I do. But she, other than arguing with uh, Toya, she had no storyline this season. And if they're not, if she's not willing to open up and showcase her dating life and so on, I don't really think she need to even come back as a friend of the show. Uh, she argued with Toya. That's over and done. If she's not going to have an actual storyline um, or something, replace her with somebody else, please. Um, but yeah, that's all I, I just got need to her say. to bring, bring something. Like, I don't agree with that whole, you know, she's not married to medicine bullshit because we already talked about that. But I do know. Yeah, to I don't agree something. with that. She, I, she's an OG, and I think that OGs can withstand going through breakups and they not being married no more and shit like that but i need her to have a storyline if she, yeah, she needs something um she needs something um yeah. other than than arguing with toya about a townhouse so agreed uh speaking of speaking of arguing let's let's shoot over to to potomac um because i want to say karen huger holds her motherfucking own the grand dame the grand dame put these bitches on their neck every time they try to play in her motherfucking face. Um, first of all, I like the way she checked Robin. Don't worry about what the fuck I got going on. When is you and Juan getting married? <laughs> worry about that. Check on that. Never. 
Dancers never. Check up on that. You so busy sniffing up behind Giselle's snot box that you 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 taking straight bullets that you ain't even got to take because you can mind your motherfucking business. Because she ain't nothing but Giselle's flunky. Karen been longer been Karen is the longest married woman on that show. And y'all got the most to say about her relationship and whatever she and Ray got going on, they have managed to work through it and still withstand. You, you and Juan, you gambled away all my Juan's money. You got to, y'all scammed to the high fucking heavens. You yeah. you got scammed so bad and lost so much of that man NBA money that y'all divorced, but he was too broke to live on his own. So y'all was living together and y'all was living together so long that you started fucking again and just said, fuck it, we together. Mm. Y'all got a domino effect of a bullshit relationship. They whole relationship could be summed up in Jagged Edge music. Let's just get married. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. Except we're not actually getting married. My The thing with how Karen handles them is that on the one hand, like, on the one hand, I get it. Like, it is, it, I mean, it is kind of, you know, tacky. Let's just, you know, call it that to kind of like use marriage and having a man as a weapon however however when you just some when you two bozos like Giselle and Robin who make ever people's marriages and having a man and husband and whatever all the fuck they got going on your business when it don't have to be when those chickens come home to roost then that's what you get that's what the fuck you get if you wouldn't be minding somebody else's marriage and husband and business then wouldn't nobody have to be like well bitch where's yours <laughs> look at what the fuck Absolutely. you got going on which is not a goddamn thing so you know it's a lesson in shutting the fuck up minding your goddamn business which these two bozos at they advanced ass age have not learned to do exactly and especially um, Robin, I, ma'am, ma'am, you and Juan are walking six brown chick question. Like, please. Absolutely. Relax. Relax. Just together because you ain't got shit else to do. You can't and afford broke. to do nothing else but each other. And so please broke. leave us alone. Um, in what fucking world, Giselle, does Karen owe you an apology for any fucking thing? I believe I said it last week and it, it bears it bears repeating here. Your fucking kids don't like their daddy. You have told your kids what a piece of shit person Jamal Bryan is. Karen coming out and exposing that sham of a fucking relationship you tried to have for a storyline does not bother your kids because your kids have been called bullshit. Your own daddy called bullshit last season. Then we sit up here and see Robin in the confessional finally admitting that she knew you and Jamal wasn't really doing what y'all said y'all was fucking doing and she ain't surprised that y'all ain't dating no more. Come on, man. You don't say shit that wasn't that everybody else wasn't thinking. First of you all, and imagine, Jamal was lying. First of all, imagine imagine thinking like anybody owed Giselle Bryant uh, uh, an apology for anything. Again, like I, as much hell as you put out into the world, just imagine thinking anybody owes you an apology. Especially considering exactly. you don't give out apologies your goddamn self for your behavior when you of anybody need to. Exactly. Like, girl, play play with your alleged walk box. Don't play with me. Please. Karen don't owe you shit. 
Karen give as Karen dish as much as she take from you? Honestly, and honestly, this is, I mean, we got to be honest. And this tame. This tame. Not only is it tame, but it's also pretty new for Karen anyway. Because remember, the first few seasons, Karen was, you know, accepting a lot of bullshit from y'all, to, from you specifically, Gisella. She did not have to. Didn't have to take. She was giving you grace, and then you kept prodding and prodding. And Karen was like, okay, bitch, well, let's fuck grace. I'm going to give you these hands, these verbal hands. Exactly. And you can't take it. Now you're a pill crime victim and shit. It, it's always a wannabe. It's always the wannabe bullies that be so shook when the people that they try to bully fight back. I just find it funny how I, when when Karen was trying to be, you know, civil and peaceful and, you know, just trying to have it roll off her back because she and Ray had all that shit going on. Giselle was just boom, boom, boom. But now that Karen find back, oh, it's not. Oh, you know, Karen, you hurt my feelings. You, I did. I feel like you owe me an apology. Where was all this grace when you was when the shoe was on the other foot? Exactly. Exactly. Full of shit. Full of shit. And again, that's my what I like. The, the very first episode of this new season when we was talking about Giselle. I don't mind you being a villain. Shows like this needed, as you said, Candace. But be a villain at all times. Don't be a villain and a victim at the same time. That's not how it work. Yeah, you can't be a victim. Not a victim. Not you. Not a victim if you're a villain. It, they don't. You just work. not. They don't go hand to get hand together. You don't. You're not allowed to do that. I hate to break it to you, but it just is. It is what it is. Yeah, it, you just won't be able to do it. Also, first of all, Wendy, you are old looking, not Wendy, Mia, you are old looking 36 to 38 or whatever the fuck it is. But I had a huge problem with you trying to come to Giselle's defense and you don't know the true history between Giselle and Karen. And Karen is a Karen, Karen is a decent person, more decent than me. Because she is allowing Mia to get to know the girls, even the ones she may not like, without adding in any additional bias. But the way that Giselle just attacked Karen at that dinner, why would you even try to defend that or talk about she got a good heart? None of Giselle showing in that one meeting you had with her says somebody with a good heart. Imagine saying somebody got a good heart and you just meeting them for the first time. Exactly. I, I, mm, I, ooh, I just had some shade about my Lord at first. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> Leave me long, Candace, because you know what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I just, even, even if you felt that way, just for the sake of showing Karen uh, some sense of Karen concern when somebody is very obviously trying to attack her. I wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. And I was glad when Wendy called you out because again, we are reminded of how vile Giselle is wishing death on people. Mm. Dennis. Oh, well, if she would do that, maybe she's not a good person. And Wendy asked her. So, but after she said, after you knew that you still exchanged numbers with her. So what's up? Mm. 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 A little sidebar, a little sidebar, a little sidebar. Wendy, you really about to give up a six-figure career to sell candles? 
<laughs> candles that don't look that great. We know some very, very amazing black candle makers, uh, uh, you know, home essentials type people, but they put the fucking work in. You said you didn't invested a couple thousand dollars and all you had to show was one candle. Mm-hmm. You have not even in, in looked into the business side of it yet. Man, please stick to professor in. Like, this is a hobby for you and you thinking about this girl, ma'am, beloved. Please. This ain't it. But thank you for calling me out. Appreciate that. Yeah. And speaking of Giselle, your kids hate you, bitch. <laughs> they don't. Let me take that back. That's mean. They don't hate you, but your kids absolutely see through your bullshit. The, the, they don't. Your kids, her kids don't allow her to play in their face. That's what it is. Your kids love you, but your kids consistently call you out on your bullshit. And I agree exactly. with them. Why? I'm, they don't want no dating advice from you. You was just sitting on this motherfucking TV show lying about being back with their daddy after they told you that they, they were not comfortable with Jamal being around and being in their lives after the way he has carried on, treated you, and treated them over the years. Exactly. Because you got to remember, it's not even like how they how he treated their mother is a big part of it, but they weren't with him treating with they weren't with him treating them like like some goddamn pawns even like some trophies like nigga you did damage you did un- damn near irreparable harm to the their family dynamic to them individually and nick and he and, up here thinking and he, that shit sweet and he's done everything except for getting into therapy with his children to repair that relationship yep yep so like leave leave them girls alone with that bullshit advice that you don't even take exactly you don't even take jamal you and jamal bryant been divorced 50 11 years and last season he he got you embarrassed all over the world wide web all up and through al gore's internet leave us alone okay leave your kids alone them girls don't need no advice from you at all. Now. Oh boy. What was that? I want before we go, I want to talk about Ashley. Um mm, mm, mm. she really gonna stay with that old crack, aren't she? Yeah. Mm. And one that don't give a fuck about nobody but himself. Mm. That is the part that is so disheartening to watch for me because as we Listen to Ashley is 10 days, six, 10, eight, nine, 10, 12, seven, five, whatever the fucking countdown is, however many <laughs> days we are from her giving birth to their to their next child. She is all she is focused on and what it what it takes to keep Michael happy so he don't cheat again. And she got to sitting up there sounding like Seely from the color purple. I just lay there and let Mr. Do his business. That is what? unsettling considering that Michael is <laughs> like that's what she said. She just lay there and let him do his thing, and then they they go about their day. You are growing a whole nother human in your body. You are sacrificing life, your life to you are potentially sacrificing your life to give life. And all that you can worry about is what it takes for you to keep this old funky ass white man from cheating on you again. Mm. Come 
come on now. Yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought, speaking again, our dear friend Curtis, I just thought of a moment. Remember when we had Nikki on? <laughs> yeah. And we, <laughs> and I said, I said something about Michael being a slave master. Curtis said that he got one now in Ashley. <laughs> yeah. And then we called the real slaves up at the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feel like. It feel, it it feel like it feel like she is a, a bad wench. <laughs> We, I, I got more than one hole. I mean, I got this. I mean, <laughs> sex is so uncomfortable. I mean, whatever it takes so we don't have a repeat yes. of last time. We are talking about a senior citizen white man not being able to control his sexual urges, not being able to prioritize the, the health, happiness, and safety of his pregnant wife for the sake of being able to get a nut off. Come on, man. It's, it's, it's very... Uh... And Ashley, you still up there with that big ass head looking like Mega Mine. Uh, <laughs> you stupid. It is uh like jokes aside big head though. Bitch. <laughs> it's just, Pennywise. I am all right. Like Pennywise. Like, all right. Out of here. It ass bitch. <laughs> you are ridiculous. It is, it, uh, bitch. You it, bitch. It, <laughs> Literally, nigga. Damn, I can't even get it out. <laughs> Damn it. Are <laughs> you up here treating Ashley like Karen was treating Giselle and Robin? <laughs> Name this episode Candace Raph. Hell. <laughs> Name this else? episode, you it, bitch. <laughs> what, I, what I was gonna say is that it is honestly unsettling to see Michael treat Ashley this way. However, I don't really have that much. That's what the bitch signed up for. I mean, you signed up to be with a person who, at best, has sexual misconduct and at worst is a sexual assaulter. So. Yeah, don't really have nothing for you. Also, while we're here, I want to say this before we move on. Candace, stop goddamn whining. Girl, speaking of being a villain and a victim at the same time. I wasn't going to even speak on her. I'm not trying to be funny. And let me say this. Every time a new season starts, I, I kind of clear the ladies. I clear their slates and get their new season storylines a chance. But this whole thing with... Candace and Chris trying to act like they are involved parents and she is an involved bonus mom when we ain't see them kids uh, no time except for the fucking wedding when they got married y'all is not finna play in our face we have not seen them kids in fucking seasons now yeah. now all of a sudden you are you are active and committed bonus bonus mom slash stepmom y'all are not about to play in our face y'all got called out all across social media but Chris being a deadbeat dad and we ain't never seen the kids and all kind of shit. And now all of a sudden the kids allowed to be on camera and film. Remember when people tried to tell us, oh, well, maybe that they mother don't consent to them filming, but she consented this time. Mm. Mm. Is that mm. what y'all are telling us? Is mm. that is that what we're being made to believe here? I was born at night, but not last night. 
Y'all are full of shit. Correct. And please leave us alone. And please stop singing, Candace. You Girl, know what you Candace sound like to me when she sings like somebody trying to imitate Anita Baker. Yes. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Your singing is not it, bitch. Nobody want to hear that shit, Anita Stanker. Leave us alone. <laughs> Anita. Show title. <laughs> You get on my nerves so bad. <laughs> Nobody give a fuck. Nobody cares, Tuts. Uh-huh. That was good. That was good. <laughs> singing, in um, the key, singing in the key of stank flat, bitch. That's what you told <laughs> Oh, now you, you ain't no alto. You a stank toe. <laughs> That's what you <laughs> Paul Stanko. <laughs> we don't want to hear Paul that. Paul Stanko. <laughs> minor, okay, minor, okay. Key, minor key of Le Pew Pew. That's what the fuck. <laughs> Songs and hey, don't nobody want to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, we're moving on. That was it for Potomac. Oh, <laughs> that was it for Potomac. Um, we're going to head home, home, down, back to Atlanta. Speaking of stinking. <laughs> um, so, I want to get this out the way. I Let me say, we know that our queen, Beyonce, and the man that she married... What they have done for music, you cannot take away from them, okay? Mm-hmm. And what they have done through their music becoming a capitalist dream, because they are capitalists. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people only dream to achieve what they have achieved uh, coming from where they come from, specifically him. Yeah. But you motherfuckers got to stop calling yourselves the next J and B any fucking thing. There will never be another Jay-Z and Beyonce. They are the blueprint for them. Yeah. And they children. And they children. And even they children will never be another Beyonce or Jay-Z. They may go on to be musical masterminds in their own right, but they will not be their mother and father. Yeah. That's true. And they don't have to We are, and they do not have to be. We can be honest and say the mold was broken when we got Jay-Z and Beyonce musically. Yeah. We will, there will never be, there will be very few, there could be rappers that surpass and are better than Jay-Z. There are rappers that will never be as lyrical and will never make music as good as Jay-Z. And that's okay. But there will never be another Jay-Z. Never. And that's we, just the bottom line. Yeah, side note, sidebar. We have to get out of this um this mentality that somebody has to be the next so and so the next they can just be themselves. Yes. They can just be themselves. With that said, and I mean this with every inch of piece of shade that you think I'm throwing, 
Young Baby Tate and Guap Dad 4000 ain't nowhere near the next Beyonce and Jay-Z fucking nothing. I mean, first of all, they don't love Hip Hop Atlanta, so that's the, <laughs> we can start it here. <laughs> Y'all ain't the next Beyonce and Jay-Z shit. Y'all have done good to use social media to build a platform for yourself, to get accolades, to put out music, to be able to feed yourself and your family, but y'all are not close to being Jay-Z and Beyonce fucking nothing. You just setting yourself up for jokes. And young baby Tate, when you got me signed with a man, I want to slap your goddamn face off. You already look like a a great value Remy Ma. <laughs> well, slap your fucking face off. First of all, how do you say in one confessional that you and Guap Dad just hanging out? Y'all ain't in no exclusive relationship. Y'all not doing nothing serious. Y'all just hanging out. Y'all go to the beach. Then y'all go kick it with your friends. And then you try to act like he wrong because he's like he's single. And you talking about. I only got two levels. Either you my man or you ain't. And we was just at the beach hanging out. So what the fuck do you call it? Are you all being fuck? single? Okay. You know the fuck is you know what I've learned, friend? A lot of people do not know how to date. A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people tie dating in with being in a monogamous committed relationship. And those are two totally different things. That is correct. You have to, you literally most times have to do one to establish the other. You have to date somebody and get to know them to decide if you want to establish monogamy and commitment with them. They are not synonymous. Just because you're doing one doesn't mean you're doing the other. Yes. Now the one can lead to the other, but until y'all make that clear, then it's until, not the yeah. Until that distinction is made, y'all are single. Mutually very made agree, at that. Yeah, I very much agree with Bob Dad's assessment of the situation. They are just hanging out. They're getting to know each other. For her to blow up on him in front of her friends is because whack. he was like, "We still single." Was whack. And the other part is, how are you mad at him because he can't go to Jamaica because? He's going to be going to his brother's wedding. Also I want to go on a vacation, but it ain't a vacation without a bait. And bitch, just go on vacation. And then call just go on. Again, y'all, you, both of you are single. Y'all are dating, but y'all are not dating exclusively. Therefore, that man and you, mind you, because it works both ways. Y'all can do whatever the hell y'all want as long as y'all communicate that. And it seems that y'all do have some kind of good communication. Like, hey, I'm going to do this. I want you to do this with me. Okay, bet. I'm going to do this. I want you to do it. Okay, bet. So, girl, what the fuck is the problem? Yeah. And he, and the, the other part is she didn't give him no dates. She like, I'm going to, I'm going to Jamaica in this month. And he like, my brother's getting married then. I'm going to let you know. And I think yeah. When they were sitting at the table playing Two Truths and a Lie, I think that he was so pissed off that she blew up on him in front of her friends that he let her know right then and there, I'm not going to Jamaica with you. I'm blaming. Like, he was like, yeah, I won't be going to Jamaica. And then she like, you get the fuck out. Everybody get the fuck out of my Airbnb. 
okay, bitch, we don't have no. First of all, imagine kicking somebody out of your Airbnb. (laughs) You kicking somebody out of somebody else's house. And then what I did you peep in the in the I don't know if you saw the previews for for this episode coming up tomorrow as we're recording on a Sunday. He gonna he breaks shit off with her. He gonna be like, I like you, you a cool girl, I'm attracted to you, but I think we should just be cool. And then dipped out on her, hit her with the peace sign and walked off. I was I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. You only got one time to embarrass me in front of people like that and talk to me any kind of way and be cussing me out. Uh, me and Jeremy talk about that often on here that there's a certain way you should communicate and talk to your friends and, and people you're romantically involved with and the way she spoke to him because she felt like he was trying to flaunt being single in front of her friends or whatever she totally was cussing him out calling him bitches and stuff like come on now you're not gonna do that to me no you're not gonna play with me like that and also girl, she did the- call him a bitch <clears throat> Right, and also, oh, no. girl, what the what the hell you mean flaunting being flaunting being single? Girl, both of y'all are single. <laughs> Again, this is like you said at the beginning of this. People don't know how to date at all. People don't know how to date or and communicate. Bars. Hello. Um, I just want to say, Scrappy is delusional. And I could tell he delusional, but also Bambi is delusional because unless Bambi got some lucrative career that we don't know of, the only way income is going to be coming into that house is if Scrappy is out doing um, Tom Joyner cruises with his old Trillville hits. Yeah. So let me know. Let me know. What do Bambi got going on that she could demand Scrappy be staying in the house and not trying to make no money? <laughs> Somebody, she, please. She's selling candles too. <laughs> <laughs> and what's hey, hey, hey. You mean she got Bambi's bath lights? That's what she got. <laughs> Bambi and Body Works. No, she don't have none of that. What the fuck is she doing? Do she got a weave line? Because that's what the girls was doing when the game was good. They were selling bundles. Do she got a bundle line or some shit we don't know about? Uh, I just want to know why you so gung-ho about uh, that man not going out to make no money and you if you not bringing none in. And y'all got another baby on the way. Because these love and hip-hop checks don't go that goddamn far. Hello. Um, speaking of, I wanna, I wanna talk about Safari and Erica Mena. Erica, the desperation jumped out. The fact that you had to throw this nigga Safari a Safari party so that you could break to new the news to him that he you are pregnant with his baby, though y'all both know that y'all have been having unprotected sex. Mm. The desperation jumped out. You shouldn't have to do all of that to tell a motherfucker that's been beating your back out raw that you pregnant with their baby. That should be the expectation. And I'm going to say it on here like I said it on Twitter. One thing that my OBGYN told me is if you're not actively trying to prevent pregnancy, then you're actively trying to get pregnant. Mm. Y'all are not sleeping in the same room, but somewhere y'all found a way to meet in the middle and be having unprotected sex that leads to pregnancy. 
that was per- that was on purpose because people who don't want to have babies use contraceptives. They get on birth control. They use condoms. They get an IUD. They pop a pill. They get a Nexplanon. They do something. They they look at the pullout method. They discover. They keep an eye on their cycle and when they ovulate and when they they do something. People who don't want to have babies know how to prevent pregnancy. Safari is fucking forty. You're yeah, not going to convince me no forty. You. She 33. Oh, damn, my bad. <laughs> but neither of you super grown motherfuckers are going to convince me that y'all didn't know how to prevent a pregnancy. Y'all purposely made this baby. Erica, you did it because you thought that this would make him come around and fix the marriage. And Safari, you did it because you just wanted to get a nut off and she probably suck and fuck you in the kingdom come. But this was done with the intention. Because there was no talks of condoms and birth control. But Erica, you are stupid. Because a motherfucker couldn't sit in my face and say on national TV they don't want no more kids with me and I end up pregnant. A motherfucker who said marrying, marrying you was his biggest regret. And you let him beat you down raw. And Safari, you're a fucking kid. You are a trifling motherfucker. Let me tell you what, boy. You are starting to rival one Martell Holt. All you've got to do is have Mm. an outside baby on Erica, and you will be on the same level because I have no idea how you could marry somebody and then treat them so piss poorly. But I... but. But we've seen how Safari Mama act, and she coddled him like that's her husband. So we know your mama got a lot to do with that issue. Oh, yeah. He definitely... <laughs> Safari is definitely a product of my son is my husband uh, vibes. My sunshine, spelled S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E. <laughs> my son yeah, is... Yeah, he's, de- he's, de- he's he definitely a part of sunshine Twitter. Mm-hmm. You are a loser. A big loser. A fucking loser to treat your wife that way. A bozo. And if you wasn't using no type of condoms or protection, you should have been happy than a motherfucker when she told you about that pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, no. Not going for it. Oh, boy. Uh, I haven't heard any other news about Erica Mena's and Safari's son who was in ICU still wishing that baby the best hoping that baby gets to come home um, hoping that Erica is protecting her energy seeing as how this motherfucker don't give a fuck about having a son in the ICU and everything falls on her um, so just just you know prayers to the prayers baby up. prayers to the baby uh speaking of babies last week i may have put my foot in my mouth and when we put our foot in our mouths we like to come back and clear it up we didn't quite have the full story about the yandy situation um now, I'm going to let you and take so, the wheel on this one, friend, because, like I said, the app was messing up for me, so unfortunately, I didn't get to see much of this part. Yep. So, we, uh, we 
thought that they kicked the foster daughter out because Mendeecees was coming home. However, we later found out that Mendeecees was allowed to be in a home with the foster child because he was acquitted on some charges related to some shit with a minor. Uh, It never did nothing. And so that was that. Well, last week's episode, Yandy has a sit down with Infinity. Infinity, who is now in college. Congratulations to her. And we find out where the disconnect was at. Well, apparently Infinity started dating a man or a person. They didn't specify man or woman. Infinity starts dating a person much older than her. This person then starts to create havoc within Yandy's household by telling Infinity she shouldn't have to babysit her foster siblings. And that that the person said they were going to call CPS on Yandy because 17-year-old Infinity was babysitting those kids while Yandy was out working, doing club appearances or whatever. Yandy says that she told Infinity that she could no longer see that person. Infinity decides to go behind Yandy's back and break the rules and continue to see this person who has made threats of calling CPS to get Yandy's kids taken away. When Yandy finds out, Yandy's and Yandy moves Infinity back to her grandmother's house. Infinity takes it personal. And Yandy still provides for Infinity financially. She's gotten into college, she's in college. They invite her home for Christmas with her Mendeecees and the kids. She decides she's not coming. She's not coming. She's going to go be with her biological family. She sees on Instagram a family photo of Mendeecees, Yandy, and the kids on Christmas. She goes on a rampage on social media saying she'll never be left out of nothing again. They left her out. They don't want her. She's writing a tell-all book and all this other shit. And this is why the relationship is at where it's at. Mendeecee says that until Yandy and Infinity straighten their hand out, she cannot stay with them because he don't want no shit. He's already on parole. He can't be tied to anything. The police can't be called to where he's at at any given time. And he don't want her there. Um, I agree. I agree with what Yandy did. When you have kids, you move in the best interest of your kids. One thing I'm a fan of parent, I don't, I parent without violence. I didn't, I do not believe in beating kids, whooping kids, talking to kids any kind of way. I do believe kids need structure. I do believe you have to teach your kids about rules and following certain rules because in life a lot of times you will have rules you go to work there's rules and expectations you're in a relationship there's there's got there's boundaries and expectations in those relationships you have with people boundaries rules and expectations are a natural part of how we live our lives we do not just get the unless you those funky ass government who don't give a fuck about nobody as a whole though we are not allowed to just run around doing whatever the fuck we want to do how we want to do it when we want to do it yeah. If the boundary was that you could not continue to see this person 
who was creating chaos and havoc in our home and you chose to do it you are saying that i don't give a i don't give a damn about the consequences of my actions and you don't have a right to put the other kids in the home in danger and yandy can't force you to and i don't even believe it was forced but I, I just, I agree with her. You don't get to be with somebody who's threatening to have my kids taken away from me. You don't get to participate in that and there not be any consequences behind it. That's not right. Did, uh, did they ever specify like how much older the person was? They didn't, to they didn't say how much older, but I assume by them not putting a number on it, it was quite a bit older. Yeah. Because yeah, if she's 17, we're not talking about nobody that's 19 or 20. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're talking about somebody that's like 24, 25 or yeah, older. That's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because that's that's the age range that typically preys on 17-year-old high school girls. They be like 24, 25, 26 and shit like that. Yeah. Very predatory. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a boundary a boundary condition that Yandy set that was that should have rightfully been in place. Especially considering like you saying like the person that was threatening to call like CPS, that's no shit like no, that's not no shit no 19, 20 year old is, is thinking about. Like that's somebody if, that's if like. If we being honest, friend, I know we're, uh, I know I'm an only child, but I've, I've babysat my little cousins when I was 17. Yeah. This girl babysitting her foster siblings while her mom is out working. Because let's be honest, these people make good fucking money doing uh do with this with the club hostings and shit like that. Yeah, there's big money in that shit. We've seen it. We that's been how a lot of these love a lot of these not love and hip hop, but a lot of these reality stars have made good money. A lot of these video girls, a lot of these Instagram models, they make good fucking money doing club hostings. I'm not talking about three, four thousand dollars. We're talking about they getting paid ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a hosting. Yeah, it's money to be made and doing it. So if if you are watching your foster siblings while that's what Yandy is doing, you are contributing to your home. Siblings babysit. Let's be honest. Yeah, like that's nothing controversial in it. Like siblings, like, like shit. Not even siblings. Like I don't, you know, like I'm the my sister older than me, but like my little baby cousin, shit. I'm babysat them, shit. Like it's that, that's like that's teenager. yeah, like that's that's just shit that you do. That's just if you if you ask to do it. Family. Yeah, that's just part of being. A, it's it's all within being part of a family. Yeah, it's just that's just part of being in a family. I've babysat, like you said, I've watched my cut little cousins as and shit. A lot of times I got paid for it. Right. You don't find a lot of money, but 20, 30, $40 for babysitting. But that's how a lot of teenagers have made money historically is by babysitting. Mm-hmm. She's 17. Why are we acting like this girl was nine years old watching her 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 foster siblings? This girl was 17 watching her foster siblings. Yeah, so who have got to be getting up there and age themselves. Yeah, these kids gotta be like seven, eight, and eight or nine or some shit like that. They not little no more. Yeah. 
So yeah, whoever um that person was that Infinity was dating, like they, yeah, they definitely that that just seems predatory in my opinion. Like you mad that Absolutely. somebody, you mad that you mad that a teenager is babysitting they foster uh, siblings? Like come on, dog. That just yeah. screams of something that you want them to the you want that you wanted Infinity to yourself and to be cut off from them so you could do whatever predatory shit that you wanted to do. To me, yeah, that that's, just, that's like what it some, comes off to some, me. It sound like some control shit. Mm, yeah, and and I absolutely and on the show, the the girl Infinity absolutely cooperated what Yandy said happened. She didn't say no. That's a lie. That's not true. She was like, okay, yeah, but what about this other stuff? What about y'all doing the family the family photo for Christmas and I wasn't there? So it wasn't like the girl said Yandy was lying. All right. Okay. She definitely corroborated what Yandy said, and with and what I have to say to that is, if you do not respect boundaries, especially boundaries that put other kids at risk. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, a boundary that puts cost... you at a boundary that puts you yeah. at risk again. Like I don't blame yet. If the person who you was dating is, you know, significantly older as what we assume here, Yanda was trying to protect you too because it seemed like that was a person that you ain't had no goddamn business with. At all. And we talk a lot, a lot of times about how, you know, unfortunately, you know, especially when it comes to black girls, like people fail them. And granted, I don't like Yanda for any goddamn thing, but it seems like Yanda was, you know, trying to protect you, something that we don't see a lot, because it seems like you had no goddamn business uh, with all. that person. And the thing, and the thing is, and then I saw some people on Twitter say, well, why Yandy didn't call the police? We have to we have to look at things. There's two ways to look at things. You can look at things legally and you can look at things morally. Legally, she can she can consent to being involved with somebody. In their 20s morally it's predatory legally i don't think there was anything yandy could have done about it because she was 17. yeah and also like the age of consent is not universal in every state which is a whole another problem in itself yeah but it's not the, it's yeah. not the same and, and in, in most places the age of consent 17 is uh i don't shit i think it's very few states that require age of consent to be 17 it'd be starting at 16. yeah uh, unfortunately here in georgia the age of consent is 16 which is fucking ridiculous but that's the age of consent yeah the age of consent and uh I, I wonder what it is age of consent in new york either way like you said jeremy it looked like yandy was trying to uh look out for infinity and infinity didn't want to do that and she chose to break the rules um it is 17 now in New York. Wait, you said so, now? Yeah, now. They just did that in 2017. It was 14 before then. What? What? Yo, that, this country is a fuck. Ooh, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> ooh, child. Um, and yeah, somebody was... said the age of consent in New York is 17. So there is nothing illegal about a relationship with a 17-year-old dating a 22-year-old. Legally, yes, but as morally, on, let, me, let me say this because hold on, because see, this is what I mean by people saying on my goddamn face. 
we all know, or at least we should know, that just because something is legal does not make it right. Because first of all, imagine leaning on the moral, imagine leaning leaning on the legalities of the United States of fucking America. That we can start and end there for it for goddamn. Second of all, with all the shit that we know about the police and how they too also do not give a fuck about consent, assault, and things of that, like, like I don't. <laughs> Like, again, I don't, I get not trusting you in it. I do. However, in this situation, I don't, at least with the imp- information that's being presented, I do not feel that Yandy was wrong. Call the police for what? Just so they can say, well, I mean, look, shit, it's not illegal. So she, what, I'm, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, we can't do nothing because legally she's 17 and this person is, is, is in upper 20s. Legally, that's not an issue. So what, so like, what, the, so Yanni called the police just for them to say, I mean, hey, what the fuck we gonna do? Like, come on, y'all, come on. To get the police involved in your home for no reason. And then this person that de- really gonna try to follow through on their threats, trying to call CPS. And even the thing is, even if, CPS doesn't find anything. If somebody says, oh, I got I got word of some abuse happening here or there, they have to uh they have to look into it. They gotta look into it. Yeah. So she run the risk of something that's legal bringing more chaos to her home and also i mean and i mean i know we made fun of this nigga but also bringing the police that's a risk because hey man dc can't be around nothing involved with nothing of the police and he going back to goddamn jail absolutely so like i yeah no nah, i don't feel like yandy was wrong in this situation at all and and i don't feel like mendeecees was wrong for saying hey she can't stay here until some shit gets straightened out She's not going to risk there being legal issues in my home. She's not going to be on the internet making up more lies and acting like something wrong was done to her. She can't stay here. So it's it's a no for me. You know, and I absolutely agree with that. That's all I have for love and hip hop. Yeah. Uh, let's move. <laughs> oh. oh man, love and marriage, Huntsville. Love and marriage, Huntsville. Where do we begin? Pizza can eat shit. <laughs> That's that's <laughs> that's that's where we could begin. Tisha shit. Tisha has been universally wrong in her dealings with Kimmy. She has been she is as if we being honest, Kimmy has never stabbed Tisha in the back because she wouldn't jump into her bullshit. But we they actually showed the clip I was talking about of her going behind Kimmy back and sitting down with Maurice's ex-wife. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. They did the shit. They showed that in like what the first five minutes when when Kimmy yes. went to uh Maurice and Tisha was talking to Marceau. Yep. So, because so. because like, so, because I, uh, I was like, so this is what Candace was been talking about. 
And I like once they played that, I was like, well, shit, everything Tisha saying, null and goddamn void. Yep. Because you've been a snake. Yep. And the crazy part is, and Tisha, and I'm mean, not Tisha, um, when Kimmy said it, like Kimmy said, like, um, and even uh, Maurice had to laugh uh, when Kimmy said, well, when I, when I told Tisha, you know, I think you expect me to act like you and behave more like you in certain situations. The teacher was like, yeah, <laughs> and they had both more, they both had left because girl, what? Girl, what? So yeah. you, so you, you, you want it both ways. You want to, you want to love and accept Kimmy for who she is, but you also don't want Kimmy to act, to be who she is and act more like you when it's convenient for you. Teacher girl, go to hell. Yeah. Cause that makes no fucking sense. Cause first of all, first of all, imagine acting like Tisha. We can start in there. Yeah, God. Like, <laughs> like, this is gonna be real messed up. What I'm finna say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Like, imagine, try, imagine wanting people to act like somebody that talks like they read with their thumb. Ooh. Little low emotion. <laughs> you will never be Vicky Nug. <laughs> You did not have to make it worse. <laughs> Maurice, oh. I love you. Why don't you love me? <laughs> okay. I just, um, and speaking of, we also see Maurice and uh, Kimmy have a sit down with monster about the high school he's choosing and then they call his mom or his mom calls and Kimmy need to get in Maurice ass about acting like she's not sitting there whenever he's on the phone with his ex-wife yo okay so I again some you know I'll be watching this on YouTube sometimes when they had the live chat and they when I can I'll tell you so many people were in the comments saying that Maurice is like he's he's not as bad with it as Marceau, but he is so passive aggressive, like towards his wife, just like yeah. Mar- just like Marceau is with uh Tisha. He just he's not as blatant with it as Marceau, but he right there. Cause I'm yeah. just sitting here like nigga, so you just gonna like you just gonna act like this shit is cool. Oh okay. okay. Yeah, I I was I was but it was weird because Kimmy speak up. Um but she she not calling him out for that. Yeah. She's yeah. out talking about everything else, but she's quiet as a church mouse about that. Yeah. And then we see what's the lady, what's the ex-wife Kaya? We see Kaya to ask to have a sit-down with Kimmy and Maurice um in the coming future. And hopefully it's to tell the truth for lying. I absolutely do not believe Kimmy was fucking on Maurice when he was still married to that lady. I, I just don't believe it. Me either. That lady has never been able to provide an accurate timeline on when Kimmy and Maurice started dating. So I want to I, I want to call bullshit on that. I don't think that again, I hope they have a reunion at the end of this season because I really want Letitia's sloth mouth ass held to the fire <laughs> because it, I'm so <laughs> mad that we she was going behind Kimmy and Marie's back talking to Kaya in season one 
and it just not right? being brought up. And we're just now seeing it in season three. I want that sloth mouth, long tongue, wet mouth, having asshole held to the fire in the reunion this season. Like imagine I want her lack I'm, of loyalty brought up. I was just gonna say that, like, imagine her preaching to Kimmy about loyalty and doing shit like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Speaking of disloyal, <sighs> Martel Hope finds a way to be a, a more terrible human being, episode after episode after episode. And it, it it really is a feat. He need to be kicked in the mouth with some feet. Mine, because I'll beat you the fuck up, Martel. But he just, he, like, it It amazes me how trash this nigga continues to be and gets worse every single episode. Every time I see his face. Absolutely. Because in what, because is it anything I'm skipping before we get to this part? Um... Well, I mean, we we can we can talk about um, how Letitia agreed that her graduation party was better with her mama not there. <laughs> oh yeah, which duh, girl, it took you uh, it took you eight or four years to realize that your mama was the source of the goddamn problems. But whatever, congratulations, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I want to talk about. Martel being pissed at Chris for bringing the development of the 42nd acre, 47 acres to mail and calling him disloyal. And Chris corrected him like, nigga, this is not personal. This business. I'm trying to make money. Exactly. And let me say this. I got to get this off my chest real quick. And what world does a newly single divorced man who is newly single and divorced because he made an outside baby on his wife with the woman that he had been fucking on and sleeping with and in a relationship with for half as long as he'd been married. Why would anybody want to make you the face of a residential development property? They're trying to sell these homes to families. Single people are not buying three and four bedroom houses. They're trying to sell these homes to married people with kids. Why do you think you should be the face of developing something like this after what you did to yourself? And that's just on the personal side. On the business side of it, nigga, you don't have the license. You know who got the license? Melody Holt, your ex-wife, who's who, you know, as my friend just said, the personal side, you chose to ruin with that shit. But on the business side, Mel got the goddamn license. The client that Chris had said, hey, I want to speak to Melody because she has the license. In what motherfucking world would Chris not listen to the client that is going to put money in his pockets that he wants to speak with the said person that has the fucking license? You prove every single goddamn day that Mel was the brains behind all y'all operations. And that's why you got damn sick. That's why I don't want to do business with your stupid motherfucking ass. Or at least anybody with sense because that's in the girl. Um, but nigga, because mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, child. Nobody, no, in what world does somebody say, hey, you know what? Let me talk. To, 
let me let me ignore what my client says and ignore speaking with somebody who you know has the license and expertise and be like oh let me just talk to my homeboy because you know he martel because that's basically what all this sums up is martel martel wants everybody to come to martel because he is martel hope well clearly nigga, without mail you are not shit because don't nobody want to do business with you for real and the audacity, the motherfucking unmitigated gall of you to be preaching about loyalty. Nigga, you don't have, you ain't show loyalty to Mel. Hell, you ain't even show loyalty to your friend. The fact that you don't damn near fell out with everybody in Huntsville, but you want to, because of your actions, but you want to talk about loyalty, nigga, like your friendships are hanging on by a thread because of your bullshit. Like, like at best, like honestly, at best, you have associates at best right now. Drag them. Because of all your bullshit and you got the audacity to have want everybody to kiss your feet and call to you. Boy, go to hell. And the fact that, I know Candace, you said this last week, but not mentally a better motherfucker than me. Because I would have took that shit as soon as Chris ran. came to me. As I'd have been like, nigga, hell yeah, say less. And the fact that Mel, the fact that Mel even said, like, I don't want no bullshit. I'm trying to co-parent with this nigga. I'm trying to, you know, keep, you know, business and personal, you know, out of it. Like, you know, I appreciate the, I appreciate it, Chris. I'm still considerate, but, you know, go ahead and talk to, you know, talk to Martel about it. The fact that she even did that and you still left her bitch in the morning to whine. Martel, you can eat. The, the 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 promise of shit as my friend Candace said because you are a big ass boo-boo baby ass bitch you want everybody to kiss your ass and the world to come to you on a silver goddamn platter while you give everybody your ass to kiss boy go to hell up here whining That's stuff well you know on. it's hard you know being divorced you know because I, you know I'm you not know making it's this hard work. out here for a cheater all <laughs> <laughs> right show title <laughs> Felt that this, shit out. This goddamn salt story, you know, I'm not making as much money. Well, you should have thought about that before you decided to fuck up your goddamn personal and business relationships by being a fuck nigga. That's on you. Nigga, Wendy's is hiring. McDonald's is hiring. Ooh. Do something, nigga. Quit goddamn whining. Your major bed not my laying. Money, my money ain't coming in like it used to. Well, bitch, you better go on and get the body. Hey, you better set up some fight nights and get the boxing at the bistro. Listen, that's all better, we got for you. Listen, you better goddamn go. On, listen, you better uh, get on that celebrity boxing match. Hell, you, you, hell, you need to fight Lamar Odom or something. Shit, nigga, get some money, do something, quit whining and bitching because you could have avoided all this shit. And the fact that hell, Chris wasn't even trying to take money, I, he tried to put money into your pocket by telling you about this shit. You get out your goddamn ego and arrogance, you can make money. You, Chris, Mel, and the client can all make money, but you want everybody to come to Martel, I did this, I did that. Well, apparently you didn't, bitch, because Chris said you failed that goddamn license test seven motherfucking years ago and ain't passed the <laughs> bitch yet. Yeah. <laughs> So how how you did this shit? How how you how you failed to mail past it? Somebody lying, nigga. What? Talking about you built this shit with apparently you didn't build a bank account, bitch, because you're poor. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mel is doing quite well for herself. So what the fuck is the problem? 
Oh, that's right, because you got to pay child support for five kids. Well, you should have thought about that before you decided to do fuck shit, nigga. You should have. Y'all niggas never think about it when y'all raw dicking. The pussy mm. is for the getting when you raw dicking until some babies come in the equation and some child support come, and then it's, oh, what I'm is it going to do, sir? I just got child support, sir. What I was gonna do? All my all my get bitches money gone to them kids. Well, no nobody give a fuck, nigga. And while we here speaking of tears, we can go right on to the therapy session. First of all, I like this therapist. I like her. Yes, I do like her. Uh, now, why you crying when Melody bring up you having five kids? You was just crying. You was just telling Destiny how you not gonna not speak on your kids because mm. it's your kid and you is the father of that kid and you got five kids. So where's we at with this? Mm. Where we at with this? Is it Uchiwali or my Yes or no? What are we doing here? Performing. Performing. That's what the fuck you was doing. Performing. Cause you was acting like child a bitch that's what he was acting like a bitch a bitch a that don't want to lay in the bed that he made uh listen you created that chaos now you got to live in it yeah i don't know talking about you know don't nobody have your back so you mean to tell me the woman that was quote unquote satisfying your needs when mill wasn't don't have your back Mm, funny how that worked interesting Mm, real interesting so you mean to tell me the woman that was you know muy interesante very you mean to tell me that the woman that you was having a whole relationship with that was quote unquote being your peace when Mel wasn't don't have your back when you down bad because you got to support five children, including hers. Mm, it's funny how that works. It's almost like the grass was not greener on the other side, huh? It's almost like it's almost as if you could have just beat your meat. Yeah. And called it a goddamn day and been happy in your motherfucking marriage. And maybe pay more attention to your wife so she can beat your meat. It's almost like you had better options to handle the situations in your marriage than having and then cheating and having a goddamn whole ass relationship and another baby. Almost like. It's but almost you know, like you had options and didn't use them. It, it's almost like. You really don't have a brain outside of Melody. Because don't nobody want to do business with you. You're losing money. You're losing opportunities. You're losing your goddamn mind. Your friendships is on ice. It seems like if, if it's not for Mel, you really ain't shit, Martel. If we want to get to the root, it's almost as if that woman was the best thing that happened to your sorry motherfucking ass, and now your whole world is crumbling because you ain't shit without male. And to that I say, suffer, nigga. Suffer. (laughs) (laughs) I love a good dragon, baby. I love me a dragon. I love a good dragon. (laughs) I told you when I text you, Friend. I'm like, I'm gonna cuss Martel the fuck out. Friend. And then when Mel tried to be supportive, let me tell you something. That woman loved your black ass. 
to this day. Despite of. And yes, in spite of how poorly you have treated her, that woman love your black ass to this day. She love you. Melody Hope love you, Martell. But she's not gonna she say she done being your uh your crash test dummy. And that's fair. Okay. Yes. Very fair. And the fact that you saw that woman tried to be supportive and you shrugged her off like she wasn't shit. And try to play it off as like I'm just playing this a joke. No, that one nigga, you so much of a fuck boy, you can't even you so much of a fuck boy that don't know how to give genuine love and support that you can't even recognize when somebody is giving you genuine love and support. That's why you're down bad now, you bitch ass nigga. Hello. Hello. You hurt. Mm. You hurt, you embarrass, you're ashamed, and you got nobody to blame but yourself, and you're taking it out on everybody. And you also prove why Melody should have snaked your ass and took that deal because she didn't take it and you still end up arguing with her. Exactly. You still you still caused the whole big ass argument with her and she didn't do anything wrong. And you even said it yourself like I don't know if you purposely had my back but you had my back. And so how do you said... know she had your back and you still dogged the shit out of her for no reason? Exactly. Because even if you disagree, because all Mel said was that Chris didn't do nothing wrong, which he didn't. And even if you disagree with that, you still could have kept respect for him and be like, I understand, but I still, you know, feel the type of way, but I'll handle that out with Chris. Instead, you lashed out at her, which again just goes to like prove you the always point. do. The, hello. Like which you just, always fucking do. Which goes back to the point of you do not deserve the kindness that male and other people honestly give you. Because when I tell you either one or two things is going to happen. If I was Chris, either you was going to get the fuck out of my house or I was going to beat your ass. One of the two. Probably both, to be perfectly one honest. Two. One of the two. One of the two. One of the two. Preferably the two. Because the way the you talked to Chris and that's supposed to be your friend, we would have been fighting. It wasn't personal. But he made and it hell, personal. If you, if you would learn how to co-parent with your ex-wife, she probably would have brought you in on a deal. Yes. Y'all could have ate together. You continue to show us why you deserve to struggle alone. You got too much ego, too much pride, and nothing to back it up with. Mm. Say it again, friend. Too much ego and too much pride, nothing to back it up with. Mm. You're not when you giving... got that kind of ego and pride, the 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 you gotta walk that walk. You just talk the talk, but you can never walk the walk. You too motherfucking sensitive. You too much of a bitch mm. for somebody with that much ego and machismo. Mm. I don't understand it. I am confusion, and he is delusion. You got too much ego for me. You ain't even getting money like you used to, and you talking crazy to motherfuckers. You that I think that's the problem. That bitch that you had that outside baby with, she don't want you if it don't come with the money. Mm. Let's talk about it. Mm. Mm. When the money goes, the honey goes. <laughs> money gone, that pussy too. That pussy gone. Ain't no more. <laughs> <laughs> that pussy gone. 
That nigga dead. Ain't no more pussy payments. <laughs> <laughs> your pussy card is, is declined. And your, your mistress is on the bigger and better dicks that's still getting money. Mm-hmm. Now you just paying child support because you was a fool. She was satisfied. She was so satisfying you, but you ain't got no support system. What's the truth, Martel? Tell me. Tell us. Cause well, you wasn't doing what you was supposed to do. Ain't that what you told me? She wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. So you found somebody else to step in and satisfy you. You're not looking very satisfied. You're looking stressed. You're looking stressed. Yeah. Fine lines. You look dusty. You look dusty. You look like an elf. You you wearing Colonel Sanders suits every chance you get. <laughs> the Negro you look elf. Like you, <laughs> you dress like Colonel Sanders from KFC every time we see you. You got on a velvet bow tie. You look dumb. You sound dumb. We laughing at your tears. Mel should have put your tears in the cup and drank them and licked her lip. Listen, when to, uh, what yesterday was National Tequila Day? She should have had tequila and tears. She should have took a shot, a shot of them tears, and said, mm-hmm. "That's what I would have did with your tears. True. I would have took them like a shot. I don't give a fuck about you, Martel Ho. You Absolutely. made that bed. You lay in that bed. Kiss her ass. Have a have a bad day. Yeah, prayers, prayers down, down. bitch ass nigga. Prayers down. But that's it. That's it. We back next week." Y'all know it. The, yes, the, the we, getting is good. I'm enjoying hope, it. We hope that y'all enjoyed us cutting up on this uh, anniversary. Oh, before episode. we go, we didn't we didn't do no ratchet mess of the week, but I want to talk about how Portia Stewart Williams hot dog Guabadilla is a fucking coward. And is trying to opt out of season 14 of Real Housewives of Atlanta because she doesn't want to risk any of the ladies bringing any women on the show that Simon has been with or cheated on her with. Wait, I know you fucking lying. After she done fucked that woman's husband. (laughs) She is considering not coming back for season 14 (laughs) because she doesn't want to answer questions about how she and Simon Guabadilla got together. Guabadia, Guabafia, Labalia, Mamania, it's Babalia pizza. I don't give a fuck about none of it. But you a coward, bitch. You big, bad, and bold, and you flaunt that woman's husband all on fucking social media. Then you get your motherfucking ass on this show that made you a star, and you hold your motherfucking head up high and talk and talk that shit. Exactly. Listen, you but listen. Don't be a mean bitch and a weak bitch at the same time, Portia. That ain't how it works. You was you was victims mean. Victims can't be villains. Vict- victims cannot be villains. You was you was villain enough to fuck that woman's husband, knowing good and goddamn well that was that woman's husband. You better be villain enough to stand up in it. Amen. Yeah, Amen. just like he was standing, Amen. just like that man was standing up in your pussy, you better be, <laughs> you better stand up and ask these Yeah, just like you was giving them pussy payments. Okay? Exactly. Okay, it's you was down to the pink, giving up the pink. <laughs> now, shit, what is we doing? Exactly. You was Don't giving be up a the, coward, ho. You was giving up the pink, so you got to answer that stink. That's what you got to do. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Okay. You be a boss bitch, not a coward bitch. Stand listen, up in it. This ain't your first rodeo on Real Housewives of Atlanta, girl. You, <laughs> you listen. You, 
you, you, you, you better get with the get with the program now. Shit. You better tell you better get with the winning team, hope now. But yeah, that's it for this week, and we'll be back next week. And we thank y'all for supporting us. Happy birthday to us. Uh, and we out. Peace, niggas. Peace.